and welcome to episode 35 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today we have such an amazing guest. We have Miss Ellen Clark with us who has been manifesting like crazy and I'm so excited to share your story with her. And I'm going to have Jay go ahead and introduce her as they have the relationship and the coaching relationship that goes back to the very beginning. The very beginning. Hey, Ellen, how are you? Welcome. Hi, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. So I want to share with everybody that um, Ellen and I have been friends for a really long time. Do you remember when we met? It was like 2002, probably? 2003, yeah, maybe? Yeah, 2003, somewhere back there. Yeah. And um, you were in my very first seminar I ever did as a coach. Yeah. And it was in my living room. <laughs> and it was called, <laughs> What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> it was my very first seminar that I, I mean, I just made it up and it was in my living room. And uh, the cool part, the coolest thing out of that is that several people, including myself, um, really created powerful jobs out of that seminar and really went on to do it, the thing that they created there and ended up loving to do. And Ellen, you were one of those people. So will you yes. share about that? Sure. So in the seminar, I, so going into the seminar, I was working kind of a job. It was a full-time job, but I'd gotten it through a camp agency. So just kind of like landing in it. Um, I was working for a fundraising company on some capital campaigns and it was fine, but it wasn't what I wanted to be doing, you know, permanently, but I didn't know what I did want to be doing permanently. So that was really like the perfect time for me to take that seminar and I figured out that I wanted to do event planning and meeting planning. Mm-hmm. And so shortly after the seminar, you know, I just started applying for jobs. I um, took a, a, um, a course, a graduate certificate course um, in meeting planning and got a job at an association doing their meetings. And... It, I mean, it was great. I was there for six years, and after that, I got a higher level, a director level position in an association management company doing meetings for a lot of different associations, and, um, oh, and I will also mention that around the same time, Jay and I had been working together separate from the seminar around relationships and yeah. the first person I met the first day on my first meeting planning job was my husband yeah. um, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, we just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary last month and it'll be in February it'll be our 10th anniversary of being together that's amazing nice. and we got together at one of the <laughs> at one of the meetings that I was working on. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. The whole thing. So, together. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so I want to um, interrupt you for a second because yeah. um, what we want to share is that um, Ellen came on and actually did a coaching session with me and we recorded it and we were going to be putting it out as a podcast. And unfortunately, we lost that recording. I'm still trying not to cry. <laughs> well, it all worked out because um, we can now tell the story. And so um, I want to fast forward, Ellen, for our listeners 
to where you are now and uh, initially what you came back on the to do the podcast around uh, was uh, was again around your uh, career and your job, right? So you had been doing this great job, manifested this amazing job. And one of the things that I remember correctly that you loved about this job was that you literally got taken out to lunches all the time. Like you had people wine and dining you, wanting you to use their space. I mean, it was a job where you really felt like you were getting paid to play, which is part of the theme of our, you know, a lot of people coming out of that seminar were people like me who they were getting these jobs that they didn't feel like were drudgery. They were jobs they loved. They were jobs they really enjoyed and they were getting paid. Um, And so that's what you were doing. And then you made a choice to move uh, closer to your parents. You want to, could you share a little bit about that? So um, in 2011, I had my daughter and we were living up in the DC area at the time and working up there and we're just completely on our own. We didn't have any family close by. I mean, we had friends, but you know, it's not the same as having a mom there. So, <laughs> um, you have kids, your friends we, disappear. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the last thing you want to do is hang out with your friends. You want to take a nap. Right. Um, exactly. So we, um, we decided that we were going to do something kind of crazy and we just moved. We didn't have jobs. We just moved. We bought a house and we moved down to Virginia Beach and we're like, whatever, we're going to just figure it out. And it was, I mean, there were definitely some hard, you know, some tough days, but I mean, we're still here. It worked great. Um, Josh was finishing up school at the time. Um, He got a job where he still is and loved it. And I found a job that at the time was a total godsend, um, you know, and allowed us, you know, to make this crazy thing work at a small government contracting company I've been been there since the move we moved in uh, the summer of 2013 so I've been there a little bit over three years and it just that doesn't sound very exciting it's (laughs) not (laughs) at all and I'd been you know it's, it's not at all anything I was interested in doing and so I'd been looking for a new job for a long time nothing was happening nothing was happening Meeting planning is not an industry down here unless I want to work on the supplier side, which I definitely do not. Um, it was very clear I did not want to be working crazy hours at a hotel. And so you came so, out and did a coaching session with us, mm-hmm. right? Right. And um, in that coaching session, um, I want to share, I want you to share briefly what you got from the coaching session. Then I want to see if I can, I, I want to also articulate it because I think it's so poignant and powerful for women in particular the thing that I saw you break through and I want to I want to put my words to it but I would like to hear from you you came on the coaching session because you were ready and you'd felt really stopped around being able to find any any joy in your work and at least that's what I was getting from you and so we came on and did a session what did you feel like you got from the session um what I got from the session it was was how I didn't realize how wrapped up my identity was with that you know the the outcome of that seminar finding the meeting planning job doing you know meeting planning itself was was very much part of my identity when you know in my you know late late 20s um early 30s really until I moved 
Um, and you loved it. You loved, loved what it. you were doing. I, I mean, you could hear, I mean, that was from my perspective, you know, as the outsider listening in was you could hear the joy that that job brought you in your voice whenever you spoke about yeah, it. Oh, you just it could great. feel it kind of bubbling over. And then you talk about your current position and you'd be like, mur, mur, you know, <laughs> we're like, that's not good. Yeah. I try to like convince myself, oh, this part's good. Well, I have to coworkers, but it, no, it was just not the right fit for me at all. So one part of it was how much my identity was wrapped up in it. And then also feeling like I needed to be setting a good work example for Bonnie and having a high power, that's my daughter, um, you know, doing like the career thing and you know, trying to make that work, um, you know, feeling like I really should be doing that and just having no interest in it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's something I want to, I want to point to, cause I think this is so important for all people, but predominantly for women, because this is the conversation we're in. So here's what I got was you were not, there was a level of grief from letting go of that past job yeah. where you had done the right thing, quote unquote, the right thing for your family. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like you felt guilty for feeling grief because it almost, you had it mean that if I grieve this or if I'm sad about losing that job, somehow I'm not honoring the choice I'm making around my family. Yeah. And so once we got you clear that, first of all, let yourself grieve this thing so that you can get through it, right, and get beyond it. Um, and second of all, it is not dishonoring of your family to honor that you made a big sacrifice, and it was almost like you didn't want to acknowledge that you'd made a big sacrifice because then that, you know, like, it almost flipped into you being a victim of it because you didn't want to be a victim of it. Yeah. Right. And so then once we got clear about that and you cried some and you got... <laughs> oh, a lot. Purging, it was a you lot. cried a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you cried a lot, but you also had this big acknowledgement that like, yeah, that was important to me. And I did a big thing of letting that go for my family. It doesn't mean that that, that I did the wrong thing. I mean, I still did the right thing for my family, but there was an acknowledgement there of getting complete with that past job. And that was what was missing. There was incompletion. Yeah. Like there was this completely not, you were not complete with having left that past job and where you were now. Right, absolutely. And so we got you complete, basically. Yep. And then what happened? And then, I'm not sure how long after it was, it but like I mean, days. I'd say within, within like a couple of weeks. Yeah, it seemed like days. Um, so, yeah. A friend of mine who, I, you know, I knew her in high school. I knew her one year in high school. We just kind of randomly reconnected through actually a former co-worker at my current job on Facebook and, you know, just kind of, you know, just tangential Facebook friends, whatever. She um, posted that, hey, there's an opening at my company, you know, come work with me. And I was like, well, I'll check this out. Oh, another thing we'd said was to, like, in my search, not to, to narrow it down to, you know, meeting planning or a specific thing, just to open it up and see what's out there. Right. So I was like, oh, well, you know, with that in mind, I'll, you know, I'll check this out. And I, you know, wrote her and I asked her, you know, what's it making a little bit or what does it pay a little bit more than I'm making now? I could totally do the job. It was, it's a, um, 
Stale Support Specialist is the name of the title. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, sounds good. She's like, oh, just send me your resume. So that night I sent her the resume and she passed it along. And maybe two or three days after that, I had a first phone interview. And then that was like a Friday. And then the following Tuesday or Wednesday, I had the second phone interview. Right after Thanksgiving, I came in for the in-person interview. They said, oh, it's going to be about a week and a half. And then two days later... I got the job. Yay! It was, I'm so excited about it. I start right after Christmas. So exciting. Yes. You created that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really, it was just like out of nowhere. It was like, okay. And I really feel like it was because, like, I was ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, Um, you know, there's so many things working here. But one of the most important things is that, you know, the whole world of what you resist persists. And Mm -hmm. as long as you were not acknowledging the loss and as not long as you were, you know, it's like you might as well have been standing there with your hand up against it saying, you know, I'm I'm resisting this. So there's nothing else possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you let that go, it's like the universe opened up and there's your job. And it's not a meeting planning job, but there's stuff about it. And my from what I remember you telling me is that there's stuff about it that you're excited about, like it's more flexible and. You're going to enjoy it. There's just so many things that you're going to enjoy more than you do in the position you're in now. Yes. It, um, it's, it just seems like it's going to be so much of a better fit. So right now the government contractor job is very, I would say austere. Everyone's, you know, very, very buttoned up, very super professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so again, all that makes sense for what it was. I'm not saying that, you know, that's wrong, but that's not who you are and what you wanted to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we somewhere that's fun and um, there, there's no flexibility. Um, that job has been actually within the last three months has been really taking away a lot of the benefits about flexibility and time off and all that stuff. It's really been dialing it back. Um, so that, you know, that was just not working, not working, not working and working even less and less. Um, so this place, you know, she and I, it's something I brought up in the interview was that I, you know, I need flexibility to be able to you know work from home if Bonnie's sick or work from home in the morning if I want to go read to Bonnie's class or you know something like that um and you know I was just very upfront in the interview and I feel like you know if I was in my like corporate mode I never would have said any of that stuff but what what they were looking for is someone who's not trying to like get promoted out of this job in a year they want someone who's just going to stick around and do this job that is you know is just going to stay there be able to do the job you know flex when needed have a good team and that's i mean it was just exactly exactly what i was looking for yeah that's awesome and it sounds like you're going to be able to be with like more people and you're going to be you know in and out of the op you're not stuck behind a desk you know for nine hours a day in front of a computer screen. It sounds like you're going to have some more flexibility around that even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was, I mean, it was just, I, I mean, it just matched up perfectly. Yeah. And I feel like I was able to actually like say, Hey, this is what I actually want rather than this is what I should be wanting. Yes. And that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing that I wanted to make sure we talk about is there is something about, it's such a weird world we're living in right now, but there's something about like how it's almost like when we were talking before you felt guilty for not being super mom in front of your daughter. Mm-hmm. It's like you felt guilty for wanting to just be a mom, <laughs> you know, yeah. like just have the flexibility to be with her and like, 
And it's such, I think women are put in this position right now in our country where it's like, I either have to have, be a, have a massive career and not get to do those things with my kid or miss out on that and do those things with my kid. And if I make that choice, then I'm, a, I'm not a feminist or I'm not a good right. mom. I'm not a, you know what I mean? Or I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not dis, I'm discounting who I am in my intelligence and what I can yes. offer to the workforce and all of those things. Like if I, and I, you know, I think we talked about it during that original call was like, for example, with my business, I, I, the biggest part that I enjoy about owning my own company is the amount of flexibility that I have and that I can go do the, you know, book fair and I can go you know, watch a track meet or I can do whatever that or sick days or whatever that is. And I also recognize that I might be making less than I could be making. Like I, I, and I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not upset that I'm not taking on, I might not take on an extra couple of clients so that I can maintain that level of flexibility because that's important to me that I have that um, ability to go do those things. And when I was so wrapped up in being this super mom and in showing that I could have it all, you know, my kids suffered from mm-hmm. that. They, they're so much happier. Yeah. When my daughter calls me and says, Hey mom, can you pick me up at three forty-five instead of, you know, three fifteen or whatever. And I can say, yes, she always is like, I'm thank you. I love that you, you can, you know, cause she spent a lot of years mm-hmm. where that wasn't a possibility. You know, that was just a, Nope, sorry. We got, this is yeah. your schedule. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. And I know that that came through so frequently during that conversation we were having um, was that, but on, on top of that was the fact that you had created this career and this, this whole world that you had created and were you, and that you did have to give it up and there for your daughter, which you were doing so willingly or, you know, to be closer to family and all of those things, you were doing that with an open heart and in love and excitement for being able to, to offer that to your child. But, you know, there's still some of that, like, damn, you know, I wish that I didn't have to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of grief there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think a lack of acknowledgement that, 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 that you had kind of given that up, you know, it's almost like, felt like if you acknowledge that you that you give it up then you were not they were being dishonoring or something of your choice mm-hmm. yeah yeah right and I think that's the choice that a lot of women face on a regular is how am I going to have this world with kids and you know not give up or, or give up the corporate America or give up the you know intense pace and still be and still honor my feminist roots and go against the patriarchy and all that crap you know <laughs> it's like yeah. it's so difficult man it's like it's just such a crazy position and men let's just face it are hardly ever in that position or even just giving up that time frame and for me a lot of it was and i think that we had talked about this as well was it's it's also giving up that time frame where if you step back a little bit and then you're ready and you know when the kids are in high school or whatever like there's been all these people who have been in it and hust- you know doing that in that big huge way and suddenly you know you're 10 years behind where you should have been and you're in your 40s and but you know all that kind of stuff and there's a fear level that you're never going to be able to get back to that place um of 
where you were before you decided to step back a little bit. And we're told, you know, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in. You know, that <laughs> the book that kind of started lean inside for you was, you know, here we are being told that that's our, our job to lean in when part of me just wants to lean the fuck out so I can go to my kid's track <laughs> meet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it takes a lot to lean inside and honor what you truly want. And, you know, what you truly wanted to do was to honor your family and to do that. And then you just had to figure out the rest of it. And that's why I'm so grateful we had an opportunity to have you on. That, You know, one of the things that I love and want to honor and acknowledge you for, uh, Ellen, is that you, you're always willing to be coached and be willing to be coachable and to figure that stuff out. So... I just so much appreciate that you asked us to come on and asked us to get coached and that then we were able to ship that for you. And then, I mean, it's no mistake that that job came up right after that. I mean, oh, it's just, yeah. it was literally like in my world, we, you got you off it and then boom, there's the job. <laughs> exactly. like, I mean, talk about fast manifesting and for people yeah, who are I mean, listening, you have to get that. It's all energetic. I mean, it's the second that she stopped resisting and got complete with herself. The universe opened that up. I mean, for you. I mean, it's like you didn't even have to do anything. No, I, and that's the thing. Like, I hate job applications. I hate them. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, Who they doesn't? take forever. You have to change your resume around all the time. Yeah. You know, for each job, then you have to to submit the resume and then you have to retype it in their special form I ugh, right. hate it um, and this was so easy there wasn't any of that crap about it that I hated Yeah, it was just like oh I'll just send this email to this girl I kind of know and now I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> well you know the cool thing too about it is and we've been talking about this on, the, on previous podcast is um, was and it would I think the episode was uh, maybe 32 was, um, is your manifestor broken? Um, and if it's something that you've been trying and you've been trying and you've been trying and you've been doing all the work and you've gotten clear about what you want and you're manifesting and affirming and you're doing all the things and it still doesn't happen, like what is wrong with you? Is your man, you know, can you, are you a failed manifestor? But you're a perfect example of that, you know, you hadn't, what's the quote where you hadn't reached the land you were seeing the branches but you know yeah. i don't know what it was there was something about branches and land <laughs> she's talking about florence scoville shannon's book when she talks about there being signs of land you know like like there's always sign, things coming that you know it's, it may not be the thing you're looking for but you're getting signs that it's on its way mm-hmm. yeah Right. And so you yeah, yeah. like are a perfect example of that where you had to get clear, you had to let go, you know, you had to like mm-hmm. go back, look at what it was that you were still holding on to or what was standing in your way, let that part go and then be open to the signs that the universe was going to show you. You could have scrolled right past that woman's message and said, oh, I, I don't know her enough or I don't that doesn't sound like the kind of job that I want, you know, or whatever right. it might've been. And you could have done that 50 times prior to getting clear and letting go of what was holding you back. Um, yeah. And then once you were able to see it and then all of a sudden the message, you know, pops up and then you also went into the interview process, just hearing you talk about, that was a lot of steps. I mean, you had a in- phone interview and then you had an in-person interview and a second interview and there was lots of, 
stuff that went into it, you went into it in a different way. Like, if not this, then something better. And I think that yeah, we talked attached. a lot about that. You weren't attached to the outcome, I think. No. Yeah, I mean, I think the only outcome I was really attached to was getting the heck out of the current yeah. job. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I think that um, part of the big thing for you was that, um, and what I want people to get is that sometimes when we're not complete with the past, and especially if it's something that we're making ourselves wrong for, because, you know, I know you, Ellen Clark, and I know that you'll make yourself wrong first. And if I remember correctly, that was one of the things that we got to right early on in the call is, can you give up making it wrong that it is this way? And that, yeah. you know, the biggest thing that gets in our way and the biggest thing that causes resistance is us making it wrong that life is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you were able to give up making, I mean, and I said, will you stop making yourself wrong? And you were like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I will. Um, And, you know, once you, I mean, that was a huge shift right there. And once you can stop making it wrong, then something else becomes possible. But as long as it's bad and wrong and it's not, you know, we have it that that's how it's going. Um, nothing else becomes possible. So that's really it. I just uh, thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on and sharing this with us. I I really think it provides something for, for everyone, really, and uh, especially for women who are in a conversation about what do I want my life to look like in terms of balancing career and kids. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, it's a struggle we want to honor uh, for women. It's not an easy conversation. And, you know, the, the thing that I love about you and that, that I appreciate you the most is that you were willing to honor yourself and to let yourself get complete and let yourself acknowledge that you really sacrificed something. And you did it willingly and it was what you wanted to do. But it's still worth noting that it was a sacrifice. And it was something that you gave up something you really love and uh, you kind of took one for the team. And so um, I think it's important to acknowledge that. And once you acknowledged it, you got complete with it, you grieved it, you got, gave up making it wrong. Boom. Uh, the, it's like you cleared this huge space. Yeah. And once before there was no space for a new job, it was all resistant, right. you know, then all of a sudden there's new space for a new job and boom, within two weeks you got it. Oh yeah. So what's next? You know, you've got the new job going. What what are you, what are you going to manifest next, Miss Master Manifester? <laughs> well, what's 2017 looking it, like for you? <laughs> um, I um, definitely need to take on my health and well-being and, you know, specifically just weight and fitness. I've probably gained, I could probably stand to lose at least 30 to 40 pounds. I've kind of slowly crept up since since moving down and well and when you're in a job that you don't love and you have that all day some of the most exciting things that I did when I in my previous job was being able to get up and get something to eat <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it was like okay well at least I'm doing something different <laughs> you know? yeah and the, the, <laughs> the culture of my current job is is I mean you just don't really take breaks. Yeah. It's, you know, just kind of a very work, 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 work. So, I mean, it was a sad desk lunch every day. And, you know, I just probably ate more than I should. So I'm just, you know, sitting there eating and working and eating and eating and get bored and eat. So I know that contributed to it. So I'm hoping, you know, just a change of environment will kind of 
kickstart things, but you know, I know I need to get to a place where I make, make better choices intentionally. Take care of yourself, you know, like you, you know, I think one of the things that you learned was that you have given something up and you do, you're a giver. You obviously are a giver. You are a, and you're a mom who wants to be the best mom possible. And within that, a lot of times self-care goes out the window because you, and when you're a working mom and you're away from your kid, for that nine hours of the day and you get home, the last thing you think about is, you know, leaving them again to go work out or, you know, to take care of yourself and make sure that you're eating the right meal or whatever it is. You want to give it to them. And it's so easy to slip into that um, way of being. So, you know, remember that self-care is going to be a huge part of this. And this is a fresh start for you. This new job, look at it as a 100% fresh start. New job, new you, new you know, ability and then progress, not perfection. Right, Jay? Right. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say. My my biggest request of you is that you just be kind to you and practice progress, not perfection. And, um, you know, if you find that there's something in your way uh, that, you know, you have a story or there's something you want to shift, let us know. Come back on. Let's do a co- another coaching session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're here. Yeah. I feel like there probably is something there and I'm just not even like aware of it even enough to know where to start (laughs) well here's my request is to do the lean inside exercise right where you sit down and write down all your thoughts and words about it Mm -hmm. and see if there's a story in there a phrase in there that you're saying to yourself that is a belief something you believe about yourself yeah there's some kind of payoff you know I mean you'll you'll I think you'll see it but if you do that exercise and then we can get to it We'll schedule a time to have you on in 2017 and um, break through that. Yeah. Okay. Because we know you can. And we want to be like, look and look and look. She's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And I also just want to thank you and appreciate you for sharing. I know that you've shared on the Doing the Work Facebook page about the new job and you've been posting on there. And I just appreciate it so much. All the people who are posting on that Facebook page, I love you so much. And I... um, you know, I'm not, I don't like Facebook and I try to stay off of it as much as possible just for my own well-being. And uh, so I appreciate that you all are listening and posting and sharing with each other because I just think it's such, doing the work outside of me and watching that happen outside of me is my greatest joy in life. And uh, so I appreciate, Ellen, that you are a catalyst for that and that you're willing to share uh, the work as you're doing it. It really makes oh, a difference. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. Well, happy holidays, my friend. I love yes, you. I you appreciate you. And I love thank you for coming too. on. Definitely. We'll see you again in 2017. And congratulations on your new job. Oh, thank you so I much. I can't wait to hear how the first days, few days go. Yes. Thank you. I will keep you all posted. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Talk soon. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. 
Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash becca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Join us.